Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Everything EMA podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have got some awesome things to talk about in today's episode. Dare I say polarizing things to discuss in today's episode. But before I get into the specifics, let me remind you, if you have 30 seconds to take out of your day, go ahead and consider leaving a five-star rating and review on the podcast. It helps us out immensely, and we can also set you up with something cool in return. When you leave your review, go ahead and screenshot that and then email it over to my boss. That's Pete Mundo, last name M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Send it his way and he will send you back a Heartland College Sports koozie right to your doorstep. Wherever you're at in the world, we will send it your way. I've got one with me here right now. They are beautiful. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but I tell you what, it would look just as good on whatever cold can you're rocking for the rest of Usually I say summer, but in this case, whatever whatever cold drink you're having this winter, heck, put it on an eggnog glass for all I care. Whatever you're going to drink it out of, do it out of a Heartland College Sports koozie. So I said it earlier. I did. I mentioned a potential polarizing topic that we could discuss. I don't know how many times on this podcast we've discussed something polarizing or something as, you know, one-sided instant reaction thing that we could all talk about together. I don't know if there's ever been that many moments where I can specifically point to a topic and say... We had this topic, it was a massive ordeal. Usually on this show, we talk about things that are relevant, they're things that are, you know, out in the public, out in the media, things happening around the world. The opinion side of things is important in sports, but I don't know how often I get to give it beyond just the entry level, good or bad. Today, we're talking about specifics, my friends. I have a treat for you. However, let me ask you this. Growing up, Did you ever play any fun games with your siblings? If you don't have siblings, did you ever play any games with your friends outside, whatever it was? How about when you're trying to decide who goes first at a game? What is the foolproof method to decide who goes first in your backyard games, you know, football games, basketball, kickball, four square? I mean, shoot, you could be in the house playing jacks. I don't know what game you guys play, but I tell you what, there's a lot of options. How did you decide who goes first? Is it the youngest goes first? Is it the tallest goes first? Is it the best one goes first? Do you let somebody else go because they're not as good at the game as others? What is the tiebreaker in certain games? I know in my household, we'd go to a a coin flip or we'd play a rock, paper, scissors or a classic game of who can put their forehead on the ground the fastest. I don't know why that was the case, but in our household, it was if you had to decide instead of doing like a nose goes situation, it was everybody dropped to the floor and the first one to touch their forehead to the ground. That's how you decided it. We were not the smartest about anything, but I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to claim that one. I just, I talk about sports and my head hitting the ground was part of that. But I tell you this, guys, we're dealing with some of that same stuff we see as kids into today's college football playoff brackets. Let me remind you, while conference realignment is fun because it's sexy to imagine your team going somewhere else or another team coming and joining, let's talk about a Big 12 specific thing. How cool is it that you get the opportunity to have Colorado join the league? You get Deion Sanders back in the Big 12, Colorado, all that history coming back to your conference. How cool is that opportunity? Let's think about another step forward. You bring in a team like the Houston Cougars. Think about those legendary clashes they'll have with Kansas on the basketball court. Same thing said for Arizona basketball. Think about some of the excitement when you see Kansas State football taking on Utah football. Two of the toughest teams in the country. That is the fun side of conference realignment. Let me remind you how many bad things happen on the tail end of that. The orderly back end things that none of us read, you know, the terms and conditions, so to speak, of college football realignment, 
We are experiencing that today. Currently in the Big 12 Conference, there has been a boatload of controversy. Whatever size vehicle, there has been a helicopter of controversy. A landing pad, jet, airwalk, runway of controversy. Because of one comma in an official rule set. The Big 12 Conference, which until today, there has been no, no talk of how tiebreakers would be decided in the Big 12 Conference. There's a specific rule set, and I will read it to you here, because there's specific bylaws that constitute what happens in the event of a multiple team tie. Before I read this, I want you to know that most people would assume the head-to-head matchup, if those two teams played, great, that's the winner. The winner of that game, that's the one who gets the bye. Say you have two teams tied for something. Have they played previously? If they have, the winner of that game gets the tiebreaker. That is usually how these things are operated. The downside of conference realignment sets in when you have 16 teams in a 12-team conference schedule or 14 teams in a 12-game schedule. And you have to decide, all right, hey, not every team plays everybody. We don't know who's going to win some of these tiebreakers because some teams haven't played each other. So what are we going to do to differentiate that from the rest of the pack? Kansas State is getting screwed by the Big 12 Conference. I'll read you these rules. Listen to this. Before I give you my full opinion, just hear me out on this. The Big 12 Conference official rulebook wrote multiple steps in this process of how to decide a multi-team tie. Here's where we're at. Step number one. The first thing you evaluate is the head-to-head winning percentage. So if you think about it, say Kansas State and Kansas are tied at the top of the league. Have they played before? The winner of that game gets the, gets the nod. But it also begs into question what happens when there's three teams tied, four teams tied. Well, you look at who's played what, what's the best record, what's happening there. That's where we go from there. Step one, head-to-head, best cumulative win percentage in games among tied teams. If not every team has played each other, go to step two. So that might ask, what is step two, out of curiosity? Step two, record against the next highest placed common opponent in standings based on record in all games played within the conference, proceeding through the standings. Let me put this into non-robotic terms. Using a real-life example of what we're in right now, when you look at the Big 12 standings, Texas sits alone at the top of the Big 12 with a 9-1 overall record and the best conference record of any team by one game. Sitting right behind them is a three-way tie for second between Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. Now, I know what you're thinking. The easiest way to decide this, who is one against the other two teams? What's the case? Oklahoma State has beaten both Oklahoma and Kansas State. They should be the next team up. But wait, Lee Corso mode here. Not so fast, my friends, because think of this. In the Big 12 bylaws, it says this. If not all teams have played one another, then the head-to-head series is voided. Voided. Because Kansas State and Oklahoma aren't scheduled to play each other, The Big 12 specific laws say that the Oklahoma State's wins over Kansas State and Oklahoma don't matter. They don't matter. That's what the rules state. If Oklahoma State beats both Kansas State and Oklahoma in a season, they deserve to be in. I'm not going to beat around the bush. They deserve to be the second team in. However, my issue I have is with the league's ruling. The Big 12 conference today was terrible. They were terrible. Awful, even. I mean, horrific events of handling crises crises. They were horrible. The Big 12 Conference comes out and basically says, well, of course, Oklahoma State gets in over OU in K-State. Why would you think anything else? Gaslighting us into thinking that there was nothing wrong. When the specific rules state, because Kansas State and Oklahoma didn't play each other, Oklahoma State doesn't get the nod. 
So the next thing you'd look at is this. Who is the common opponent that each of these teams has played? What is the overall record with them? Sitting directly behind those three teams, the next tied teams, the next teams behind them, Kansas and Iowa State. Since they're tied for the position below us, you'd have to take the records against both. When you look at a team like Oklahoma, they're 1-1 one one against Kansas with a loss to Kansas and a win to Iowa State. Flip to the other side of things. Oklahoma State has beaten Kansas but lost to Iowa State. They're 1-1. One one. Kansas State has not played either Oklahoma or Iowa State yet, but they will this weekend and the weekend after that. If K-State goes 2-0 by the Big 12 specific rules, they go to the Big 12 title. That makes sense. I'm not saying it's right, it's justified, Oklahoma State deserves to be in. What I am saying is that makes sense on paper. The way they've written it up has made sense. Well, friends, it is not as straightforward as we think. It's not. The Big 12 Conference can never be as straightforward as everybody expects. That's just the way things go. So then, today, everybody and their brother freaks out. Absolutely freaks out. Every single person affiliated with any university in the Big 12 had an issue with the Big 12. Because they then basically said, we're going to have to clarify on the rule. And completely flipped it because the Big 12 decided, you know what, this might need some clarification. There's a lot of people talking about it. Let's talk about it and put these rumors to rest. Instead of clarifying what was the original rule set or what the case was, the Big 12 conference decided to say, it's always been this way where the head-to-head series matters. I don't know why you'd all think that Kansas State would get in or Oklahoma would get in if they had lost to Oklahoma State. And then you look at the specific bylaws of the Big 12 Conference, and they word-for-word say if not all teams have played, then this doesn't matter. That's essentially what it is. The Big 12 Conference gaslights its fans this week into thinking that we were the problem, that everybody was overreacting, not reading the thing. They then announce, hey, this needed further clarification, here we go. And upon further clarifying, it was an entire rule change. I know that the idea is that, okay, it makes sense that Oklahoma State should get into the Big 12 title game. They beat Oklahoma. They beat Kansas State. I'm good with that. I'm not arguing that. That's not something that I have to hang my hat on. The issue I have is the Big 12 comes out and basically says, it's always been that way. And they don't change the wording on the original rules at all. When the rules point blank say, if not all teams present in the tiebreaker, multi-team tiebreaker then it doesn't count. So today's ruling, they said, you know what? This needs clarification. Let me read you the report from Brett McMurphy and some of the responses beneath it. How about that? As a little treat, let's all take a walk down that one. So here's the report from Brett McMurphy. He works for the Action Network HQ, does some great reporting across the entire sphere of college sports. McMurphy says this, Big 12 title game tiebreaker update. If multiple big teams are tied and one team holds wins against other teams in tiebreaker, then that team wins tiebreaker, a source from the Big 12 told Action Network HQ. This may come into play with OU, OSU, ISU, and K-State, all 5-2 in league play. Big 12 ADs have a regular scheduled call on Wednesday and are also expected to restate intent of the tiebreaker. There's no change in our rules, the source said. Head-to-head results take precedence similar to industry standards. Here's the thing. I get that. I get it takes it. You did not say that. That was not your original rule set. This is a mockery, the way you've written this. You can't just stand on the hill and say, these were the way the rules were written because of that. And this isn't coming from the place of an angry Kansas State fan who might not get to see his team play in Arlington. It's coming from the guy who will look at the league and say, they changed the rules two weeks before the final game of the season, the Big 12 championship game. 
So let's do this as a fun exercise. Let me read you some of the comments on McMurphy's post. And keep in mind, none of this is directed at Brett McMurphy. He's a good dude. He's just the reporter here. He's just, don't shoot the messenger. Top comment. But it literally is a change in the rules. Laughing my off. Second comment. So they're changing the rules. Third comment. If there's no change in the rules, they would not have to explain anything. Sure sounds like they're changing the rules to fit someone's intent. Another one. While it definitely makes the most sense, and nobody's arguing that, they did literally change the rule. Think about that. Changes the rules and then says, we didn't change the rules. Somebody's paying this PR guy way too much money. Whoever's handling crises in this, you're not burning the right documents here, pal. You're not quoting the right things. I get whatever makes the league look best, but this is not the outcome you want. And let me tell you this, because I know there's an element of this that's not being represented If you have to clarify the original rules, they were not written well. That's the thing we all forget about. If the rules need clarification, we're not doing something right as a league. And for whatever whatever reason, any conference, any league, professional, junior college, you know, high school, it could be middle school, seventh grade girls, water polo. If the rules are not specifically stated, then nobody has to play by rules at all. Give us one centralized set of rules that we all follow. But when, and especially when, people come to ask questions about that, don't turn them away and say, it's your fault that this is what's happening. Don't look at them and say, well, this was always our intent. Okay, I get what your intent is, but clearly the entire Big 12 conference disagrees, doesn't understand, and doesn't know what's happening. And now you all look like a bunch of idiots. Everybody in the front office. Everyone handling this crisis. Because it was a crisis today. It didn't matter if you're a Kansas State fan or an Oklahoma fan or Texas fan. Think of the implications of changing the rule set two weeks before a title game. I, for one, am a fan of the legacy Big 12 teams. I cheer for the Big 12 because I love the Big 12. But when you watch Oklahoma and Texas talk trash on the league all year for very unjustified reasons, and then you give them the biggest piece of ammunition about how the league is willing to change the rules the last two weeks of the season... You're validating everything that they think they know, that their fans think they know. It's a Mickey Mouse League or it's a Bush League, whatever you want to say. No way, dude. What are we doing? We couldn't have propped one guy up behind a microphone to clarify the rules in a non-gaslighting manner. Believe me, I love the Big 12 as much as the next guy, but this was a classic mistake, man. You handled this wrong. If you need more evidence of this, Working for Heartland College Sports, we've all got, we've got guys who cheer for different teams. We've got guys who, you know, didn't even go to a Big 12 school, but still love the Big 12. Guys with no specific motive or no specific, you know, tie to a team. Our group chat today, there were more F-bombs wondering what the heck is happening than I've seen in the last five months. This was awful. This was awfully handled by everyone in the league office. And I get that these mistakes happen, but I would tell you this. If you're going to light a bomb probably put it out before it goes off. If you see a little thread or a little spark that's following a streamer, you know that streamer's probably going to light. So the second it does, let's do the best we can to put it out. Okay, you know what I'm saying? If there's a house fire, instead of throwing old wooden antique chairs onto the fire, why don't we use like wet blankets or something? Or any type of stone, just something to put out the flames. Don't add a quarter tank of gasoline. Don't throw an oil fire on top. Don't throw like magma on top of the fire. What are we doing? If you need more evidence of this, because there is always more evidence. How about this one? 
just to make the matters of insensitivity worse. The Big 12 Conference didn't understand the severity of the situation. They put out a tweet this afternoon. It's one of the gifts we've all seen. It's Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia standing next to the, you know, the plot point where you're plotting some crazy conspiracy theory with the strings. String theory, something, whatever you call it. And the caption reads, us trying to calculate who's going to the playoffs. And they immediately deleted it. I sent it to the group chat saying, this is from the official account? What a weird thing to post. Immediately deleted. Not only does the PR guy stink, now the social media guy stinks, the front office stinks. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm not sitting here to tell you that because the Big 12 dropped the ball, that it's the biggest deal in the world. But when you say something is going to be true, you need to uphold it, not change it and then push it back on fans. Because you guys mistook our intent, then you need to write the rules better. You need to write them so that nobody mistakes your intent. Say, if there's three teams tied, if one team has beaten the other two teams, or if one team has the best record among those three teams, they will advance. That's an easy Oklahoma State answer. But saying that if not all three teams are all whatever amount of teams, it could be seven teams tied. If not all teams have played each other, then it means nothing. You can't say that in your bylaws. What are we doing? I'm not here to call for the PR guy's job or the Big 12 official's job or whoever's confirming these reports, but something has to be taken accountable here. I mean, if I got on this podcast and just didn't tell you anything factual for 20 minutes and the first guy that tweets at me and says, Joe, it's weird that it's the Everything You Ma podcast and you talked about, you know, Kansas for 20 minutes. And then I said, nah, I think you just mistook my intent. You should try listening again. And it's the same episode. You guys would be pissed off at me, dude. If I don't deliver on what is supposed to be offered, I'm not doing my job right. If you're unhappy with the episode, you're more than welcome to turn it off, but I should be doing everything in my power to try to convey emotion to you, to try to make it feel like it's, a, it's an appreciated thing. It's a conversation that you and I are having. If we don't get to that point, somewhere along the way, I missed the mark. And that is evident of what the Big 12 Conference did today. By the time you're listening to this episode, this might all not even make sense because the Big 12 may have brought out Brett Yormark and said, you know what? We're going to talk about this. And then he's going to come out and apologize and say, you know what? We should have been better about that. That's on us. An apology is okay. I just need someone to admit fault when wrongdoings are at the stake. That's what we have to talk about. Guys, I apologize for ranting this much, but this was a conversation that needed to happen for all of our sake. I promise to keep you updated and I guarantee we will talk about it next week. Absolutely guarantee we will talk about this next week because you can't just escape this. This has some serious implications going forward, but guys, I will let you get out of here. I'm going to do the same. I hope you had a good time listening to the episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We're going to get these things figured out together. You and me, the Big 12 and me, whoever, whatever needs to happen, we will all figure it out together. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. As always, go Cats.